0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to My Dinner with My Dinner with Andre. This is a podcast here at the Critically Acclaimed Network in which Whitney Seibold and I invite all of our various friends, compatriots, other people that we like and respect uh, in the podcasting universe to come aboard and do a podcast, but not any old podcast. We want them to watch Louis Maul's classic film, My Dinner with Andre, starring Wallace Sean and Andre Gregory, as Wallace Sean and Andre Gregory, eating dinner and having a long conversation. And then we invite our friends to have a long conversation about the long conversation held in My Dinner with Andre. And on this very special episode, we've got two of the funniest movie commentators that I know. We've got Paul Preston and Adam Witt, a.k.a. The Movie Guys. You probably know them from www.themovieguys.net. You might know them from the movie Trivia Schmodown. I highly encourage you to follow them on Twitter at The Movie Guys. Also at Adam underscore Witt and at P. Preston L.A., uh, these guys make me laugh constantly every time they do anything on the SchmoDown, and they also are responsible for one of the funniest Star Wars videos anyone has ever crafted. It's called Star Wars, a sports play-by-play commentary. They basically found a way to reinvent the commentary track, uh, doing a funny Star Wars commentary as though they were announcers at a baseball game and everything happening in the movie was baseball Stuff. I don't know about baseball. I do know about commentary tracks, and it's really, 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 really funny, and I'm going to give Paul Preston and Adam Witt a lot of credit. They went above and beyond for this particular episode of My Dinner with My Dinner with Andre. They did their own sound mixing. They came up with their own bits. Uh, I'm not going to ruin all the surprises for you, but um, really just they had a lot of fun, and I think you're going to have a lot of fun listening to their dinner with my dinner with Andre.
1: Adam, I'm sure glad you could join me for dinner.
2: Oh, yeah, sure. No, it's great. It's great to great to meet out and meet uh, friends out like this. Mmm.
1: I've been going to the drive-in a lot. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
2: What do you see at the drive-in?
1: Oh, News of the World is fantastic. Yeah, I saw Freaky. That was a while ago, though. But, you know, trying to make the most of the right. pandemic. Mm-hmm. See any of that?
2: It's really kind of nice to have the return of the drive-in. You know, I just saw, I paid ten bucks for it because I just had to see it was uh, um, Fat Man. Mel Gibson played Santa Claus. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, we all want him back, right? Hell no. Uh, there's many people who don't. But <laughs> Don't include I everybody but back. us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's uh, not coming back, and it's a shame. I
2: like him from, uh, like him from that, uh, that they Lethal Weapon. You see, there's this movie called Lethal Weapon. And, and there's this guy named uh, Riggs, uh, and he's, uh, he's kind of uh, gone crazy, you know, and uh, he lost his wife. And uh, so he teams up with this uh, detective named uh, Murtaugh, right? Murtal's a black man, he's going to have a family, he's turning 50, right? And he's, uh, he's retiring soon. Uh, and, and he's a cop in LA, and uh, he gets teamed up with Riggs, and uh, they have to take down a drug rig. And as it turns out, there were a lot of Vietnam vets who uh, joined some sort of.
1: Uh... Hey, did you ever see the play Far from Arlington? Let's see, this it, it made me think of it. What you were talking about. So the a...
2: heroin is still running into uh, through L.A. and uh, they find out there's this whole heroin ring that uh, connects to Murtaugh's army buddy, and um, he and uh, Riggs end up uh, coming together to uh, stop a huge drug bust and uh, uh, blow up a bus on Hollywood Boulevard.
1: Have you seen my dinner with Andre?
2: Oh, I have. Oh, I have. That's a terrible movie.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah, One of the most respected uh, directors out there, and yet uh, didn't didn't vibe with you, huh?
2: No, I want to like this movie so much.
1: By the time I saw it, Andre Gregory was this crazy preacher from the Mosquito Coast, and Wallace Shawn was <laughs> the guy was the guy from The Princess Bride. But I, you know, because so I watched it on VHS many years ago and then watched it again very recently. The waiter looks like Jack Valenti, not for nothing.
2: (laughs) Not for nothing. That is not for nothing. (laughs) When they started talking about improv, I just got this weird flash. I felt like I was watching, uh... remind me of Dave Pasquese. I I felt like at the beginning when they're doing all the improv stuff, you know, which I relate to and you relate to, like... Talk about improv is this very, it sounds like such a very strange thing when he describes it. When he describes basically improv exercises past the sound in motion, right? Those are all like IO exercises that he was doing in the woods. <laughs> it's improv Olympic exercises. And I
1: related when he was talking about Polish theater directors. Uh, there was one I worked with many times called Ludomir Kowalski, descendant of the Western Slavic tribe, and always against changing his name. You know, there are many people in the industry who thought if he changed his name, he might have had a stronger career, but he was rebelling against the establishment and things like that, and um, and rebelling against something in every one of the productions of his I appeared in. He was always against the establishment. In fact, he directed Hello, Dolly! and dramatically changed the storyline from an older matchmaker's wacky musical experience to a wild meditation on Salvador Dolly, and the best part of that production is the set was magnificent, but if you stood back and looked at it just right, it was a dog.
2: Mm. So what did you think was the point of My Dinner with Andre? Because I look at it as this sort of tight wire act where they're like can we make a movie that's just a conversation but what a conversation to, to have. I mean is, is it great because there's like no conflict except for the fact that you're like I bet well Sean's annoyed by it how much Andre Gregory's taking over the conversation. Maybe I filled that in myself.
1: Well, it does play out like a sketch where eventually Wallace Shawn's monologue about liking the little things, including reading Charlton Heston's <laughs> biography, is like the punchline. It's basically, shut the hell up. But somehow he continues to somehow want to be fascinated by Andre sitting across from him pontificating about everything in the world. yeah. yeah.
2: He, uh, I mean, I think this movie succeeds in that I, I, I like Wallace Shawn so much. I'm willing to believe that he's interested in this story, and that keeps me in the movie. <laughs> I'm like, if Wallace Shawn seems to be interested in this movie, I'll give it a, I'll give it a couple more minutes.
1: Is he a, a Wallace Shawn, 36 years old, or is he just an everybody in 1981 36-year-old?
2: Yes, he says he's 36 <laughs> years old. Now that I'm 36 years old, and he, I mean, he's always looked like Wallace Shawn. You don't get more Wallace Shawn than Wallace Shawn. Wallace Shawn is the most Wallace Shawn anyone could ever be.
1: <laughs> and that was definitely a 1981 subway. I expected Swan and the Warriors to get in there and beat the hell out of Wallace Shawn.
2: You know, when he goes on that rant at the end, there, there are about three or four lines that you could... You could He got in such a tone where I could hear him go, so I can clearly not choose the cup in front of you. <laughs> if you, if you, you could drop that in several times in that whole thing. <laughs> that voice. Why, why do you think that is? I mean, why is that? I mean, is it just because people are, are lazy? Oh, the guy over
1: there at the board. next table kind of sounds like
2: it. I mean, are we just like... Oh, yeah, he does. Board, Boy, the uh, well, one been guy's really dominating the conversation, the isn't all he? Day, just... I, okay, that you felt that too because I was. I heard. I,
1: didn't, I, I heard people talking next to us, but I kind of just heard like a low murmur that would kind of. Warble and it was never stopping. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, is there? What's what's happening in this place? It's like, is there a rat under the table or something? But it turns out there was just this guy yammering at the next table. Yeah,
2: yeah. And then I forget, and I forget about it. it turns into white noise. And then like five minutes later, I'm like, he's he's, he's he's still talking, right? Like the other guy who sounds like Wallace Shawn, yeah, he, he barely said anything. I mean, he seems interested, and you know, but uh one guy's really dominating the conversation. Don't you think? Uh, just a few days ago i met this man and i greatly admire
1: What's well, going on so about acting schools and, 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 uh, and uh, i can tell you the same thing uh, with me i have stories things, you know i at uh, a crazy acting school where people you know how you're supposed to act like an animal in acting class well they did this but just not in class but 24 hours a day i mean there was a woman who, you know, go out and really commit to this animal that you that you think you can inhabit and be. And if you can do that for 24 hours, you can act anything. This was the, the thought of this acting teacher that I had. It was insane. Uh, you know, there were women who thought themselves a bird, so they had to go into the woods and build a nest. There was a young man who was determined to be a kangaroo, so he carried everything around in a fanny pack, including a small kangaroo doll. Uh, the class was eventually shut down by the police when an older man who was behaving like a deer was hit by a car. And a real actor who I respected, was being as truthful as possible, reflecting a snake, so he actually tried to shed his skin, and he, uh, he was in the hospital
0: for many, many weeks.
2: You know, Paul, your story reminds me of how life is, and we're all doomed. That's a, that's that's a third story in a row that uh, made me think about how you know what's the point in living, and uh, you know, what are we even doing here? And. Into to, to, to uh, you know, think about what we're doing here, does that in fact validate what we are doing here? Even if what you think we're doing here is meaningless uh, at all. I believe it was in Bertolt Brecht, you know, would do plays about nothing. And I certainly have a lot of respect for that and have included it in uh, many of my works as well. So we were in the woods.
1: Sorry, I was on my phone. What? Hmm something about us being zombies hypnotized
2: yeah what if we are how do we know that now is not the now
1: yeah you know i understand the the idea of an artist feeling like nothing like perhaps their life on stage the life they give so much of themselves to in portrayal of someone else or as a director crafting the world of other people if you worry that can get away from you, and your own life cannot be interesting, you want to live in that art. And I mean, I have a lot that I want to accomplish. I mean, I, I, I also want to see season three of Cobra Kai. I mean, the thing came out a week ago, and I haven't seen it yet. Do you know this Cobra Kai? It's a, it's, it's this American martial arts comedy drama streaming television series. It's based on the Karate Kid, if you remember from nineteen eighty four, and actually the whole film series because mm-hmm. they do uh, refer to all three of the original movies. No doubt, very soon. Uh, if not in this third season, if you have to see the next Karate Kid, they're going to weave them all into canon. Uh, Robert Mark huh. came and created those, if you remember. Now, this TV series is created by Josh Held, hmm. John Hurwitz, Hayden Schlossberg. stars Ralph Macchio and William Zabka. They brought the both of them back, who played Daniel LaRusso and uh, Johnny Lawrence, reprising the roles huh. from the Karate Kid franchise. But, I mean, I'd say they brought them back. They executive produced the show, so, of course, they uh-huh. brought themselves back. And it's set 34 years after the Karate Kid films. Kind of takes the whole Karate Kid story really? and now re-examines it from Johnny Lawrence's point of view. Uh, and he reopens Cobra Kai and, uh, you know, down and out. Still, you know, just lost after um, the defeat uh-huh. at the, the hands of Daniel those many years ago. And so that old rivalry re-resumes again. I mean, I watched it on YouTube. Huh. Uh, I, and then it's come out on Netflix now. So uh, I think this season three is just waiting for me to see, you know. So... Uh, When they talk about, like, feeling nothing, everything's meaningless, I haven't seen this yet, so I I get it.
2: But what is the Karate Kid? I mean, metaphorically. Are we the Karate Kid? I mean, am I the William Zabka... Or am I the Ralph Macchio? And which Ralph Macchio am I? I mean, Karate Kid. He was actually pretty smooth to the ladies. He was no nerd. That was kind of radical for the time, when you think about it.
1: Well, if you can get Elizabeth Shue, you're, you know, you're no slouch.
2: Elizabeth Shue. You ever see that movie, uh, Adventures in Babysitting?
1: Yeah. I mean... Is that her? Okay, I have it. Look, I'm in the schmodown and I haven't seen Adventures of Babysitting.
2: All right? Hey, question. Why do I confuse Elizabeth Shue with the girl in Back to the Future?
1: Because Elizabeth Shue is in Back to the Future 2.
2: That's why. That's why. But aren't we all Elizabeth Shue in Back to the Future 2?
1: I think so. We, we want to get involved with something popular. Everybody wants to get involved with something popular.
2: That's that's a very successful sequel. I love when sequels are done well. Uh, Cobra Kai kills it on every level. It's, you know, it, it's taken the point of view of those characters. When you get into season three, spoiler alert, have you seen any season three? I have not. Oh.
1: Song, that's what my whole, that's what I'm talking about here. I am meaningless, bored, and brainwashed.
2: Is it, it, life... Too cynical and meaningless for us to have this conversation, Paul?
1: Listen, I was having this discussion with my wife Del Monte the other day. And we agree with that. We are robots walking around brain dead. If um,
2: you're really in touch with the other person... Well, that really is something to strive for. The guy I just won't me, stop talking. I know, right? He's just dominating the conversation, and it's like, what? You know, why invite your friend up? You and I are having a back and forth here, but this, what's going on over here? It's just, that's uh, really crazy. You have to Get a psychiatrist, buddy. You know what I mean? Are you hearing some of the stuff? And he's right, know, maybe maybe right? we have to start putting
1: couches in this restaurant? We're ghosts. We're
2: phantoms. Who no. are we? that's the phase to confront the fact that you're completely alone and to accept that you're alone is to accept them. I am mean, always obsessed with like where myth. an idea you know, came from. Why make a movie, right? Sometimes like a movie will right? have a concept or a premise you know, and I feel it's like worthwhile to hold on to, if you were to the experience th- experience So the premise of this one is like a t- t- it's a high well, t- well, tight rope act, right? It's like, "Whoa, can you sustain a movie death? with two people having a conversation experiment, right?" It's an experimental film. It is.
1: It is. And it's it's these two guys having conversations and then scripting them and heightening
2: them. Right.
1: You know, Andre Gregory's clearly playing, like, just...
2: Andre Gregory. Well,
1: but heightened Andre Gregory. I don't sure. think he's that, you know, much of a pontificating... Yeah,
2: uh, but definitely making fun all. of the fact that he does. or And, and the, I mean, the, what was real comedy uh, was how they would segue into, you know, the... Uh, you know, the Zen philosopher, whatever, you know.
1: Yeah. yeah. They might have made that stuff up and I wouldn't even know.
2: Have you read Martin Buber's book on Hasidim? That's the line in the movie. And that's a, cl- you might as well call this movie, have you read Martin Buber's book on Hasidim, the movie? That's just a classic.
1: <laughs> well, look, we're at the uh, we're at the 40th anniversary this year of the movie. Yeah. I'm spending 150, or an hour and 51 minutes with Andre and Wallace. Yeah. So if you had to rename the movie, you know, a special 40th anniversary edition, that works perfectly fine. I'm all for it.
2: There are so many random things that come up that are mentioned in this movie. At any moment in this movie, they can bring up Hitler's architect. Just suddenly we're talking about Hitler's architect. So I ask you, Hitler's architect, is that a better name for a metal band or an improv troupe? Ooh.
1: I say metal band. Metal
2: band? Metal band.
1: Yeah, it, it may not have any place in this movie,
2: and yet it does. Lady Hatfield, improv troupe or singer-songwriter? This is just one of the references they brought up. It comes out of nowhere.
1: Oh, Lilith Fair Headline. <laughs> good
2: question. Uh, Language of the Heart, improv troupe or K-pop band?
1: Oh, I was going to say uh, Hallmark
2: movie. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, Hallmark movie. <laughs> Gustav <Njørstrand. laughs> Uh Improv troupe or... German death metal rocker. German death metal. There you go. New York
1: is cold in the winter. Hey, I just heard the guy next to us say, inconceivable. I think he got the bill. Ah. Oh wait, no! They got talker guys paying it. Will he better? God, you got to listen to that guy yammer on like he's been doing. I think we're splitting our bill, right? I mean, we have no one's dominated the conversation. Here.
2: No, nobody has dominated the conversation. Nobody has taken a moment and delved into a you know long personal story about, you know, like, like the time that my friends and I uh, dressed up like ninjas because we'd watched the movie Revenge of the Ninja too much. You see, ninjas were a very big thing in the early 80s, and in fact there was a ninja magazine. Um, ninjas, if you don't know, are uh, these thieves from ancient Japan, and they had all these uh, ancient weapons that, uh, uh, cool weapons like they had throwing stars, all these things that could be disguised because they were all basically farmers, and at night they would sneak into the mansion. So, anyway, Menachem Golan and Ludwig Golas you know I believe it was Menachem Golan who said that ninjas will be the end of us do you think Paul do you think ninjas will be the end of us do you feel uh, that you like
1: Ludwig, that, Ludwig Gol- Globus
2: <laughs> and Ludwig Globus yes do you feel that you know uh, in the
1: show far from Arlington it's about a man who kidnaps women murders them slowly Grinds their bodies into a smooth paste and spreads them on toast every Sunday at church fellowship.
2: Enter the Ninja. Sounds like the porn title, but it's not. Paul, did you like this movie?
1: Yeah. Well, it was no Au revoir les enfants.
2: Uh huh. You know that. You know that's where the name Reservoir Dogs comes from, don't you? is that right yeah Quentin Quentin Tarantino's girlfriend at the time said I want to go see Au Revoir Les Enfants and he he says I don't want to go see No Reservoir Dogs because that's what he thought she said
1: that's not for real is it
2: I feel like I read that story
1: (laughs) well well look much like Andre Gregory who the hell knows if any of this is real
2: how does one come up with a movie like this why is My Dinner with Andre did you know it's filmed on a set yeah. The Bandit Hotel. Read that on the IMDb fact page. Yeah. That means they brought
1: in extras to just, I mean, how many meals did they eat? Listening. Right. To Henri Gregory pontificate.
2: Uh, absolutely. There's just people in the background the whole time. Although I, I didn't catch that they were disappearing as the movie went on. I thought that was interesting.
1: You could weigh, you should weigh them at the beginning of the shoot and after. <laughs> when they just sit there eating meals over and over. Because I think it took, what? three or four days to shoot or something like
2: that. It takes real guts to write a movie where you eat the whole time because that's what I'm told is the you know worst scenes you can shoot is eating because you have to do it all day for all the takes and all the coverage. Uh, what did you notice of the style? There,
1: you know, he, he left himself a limited space to, to make too many choices. He just zoomed in. Here and there, and he zoomed out here and
2: there. I did pick up that it was disconcerting when it had been on a s- extra close up for a long time. There's a, there's one monologue Andre Gregory does where it's just like, you know, he just like you're seeing like you know lips and he's just such a close up. And then I think when Wallace Shawn blows up at him, the shut up speech, I think that's in a disconcerting close up where there's no coverage. It's just there for a long, long time. So he gives them their moments. I mean, this is an acting exercise, right? Or is it a writing exercise? What kind of exercise is this? And did they get full credit?
1: I think it's a writing exercise, and they probably got stronger from the exercise, like yeah. exercises, is yeah. supposed
2: to and all of this do. Is much more than one and it's not just a question of individual no, God, I just looked around. Yeah. That the
1: next to last people here.
2: Yeah, I was wondering why they the still here those I think, the, I think the bald guy's had it with the uh, other a few guy. Thank you, waiter.
0: Kostrand, and he told me that well, no longer television, he doesn't read pages, thank you. And he doesn't read
2: I've
1: got to get back and get writing. Out of his life
2: he really I'm working
1: on, you know, another play. Um, I figure i got time until plays happen again to you know, finish it up and write probably a number of different uh, versions of it.
2: It's a golden age of feeling bad about not finishing your play. Really, this last year has been. And no pretentious movie is complete without Eric Satie's uh, whatever, gymnasium or whatever it is. So I felt a lot of this movie was pretty relevant with today's times. There's a whole bleak attitude about it.
1: Already talking about how the 60s were the last era of man, and now it's 40 years later. What are we now?
2: Yes. Oh, oh and just how... Uh, how obsessed with our image we are to, uh, you know, ignore and just put out this image. I mean, really, there's like an Instagram rant in the middle of this movie. I'm like, I wrote my notes. I'm like, Andre Gregory hates Instagram. (laughs) I think they even paint a picture as bleak as people climbing the uh, Senate uh, wall uh, to invade the Capitol or maybe that's just on my mind uh well thank you for uh, coming out to the uh, restaurant i'm sorry these guys next to us were kind of it's a little annoying uh, but uh, but still i i wanted to talk about uh, my dinner with andre with somebody and uh, what better place than this restaurant
1: yeah and i appreciate you splitting the bill i mean that means a lot it goes a long way in the pandemic really even shouldn't be eating indoors to be honest it's probably unsafe You know, and if you think when there's a pandemic going on, this guy prattling on like he does, he's just spewing COVID all over the place, especially (laughs) on the little bald guy.
2: Yeah, really, it's, a, it's a kind of a super spreader event going on over there. At least you and I have had a little give and take and a little a little uh, break, uh, you know. With, uh, but uh, I think over there it's just spewing. It's like it's like they say uh, uh, the COVID uh, spreads uh, greater with a choir because of the constant exhalation. I mean, Andre Gregory is not, uh, uh, not really helping us out here. I know we shouldn't be inside, so let's get the hell out of
1: here. Absolutely. I'm going to go home and tell my wife Del Monte all about my dinner with Adam.